It's an absolutely great weekend in America if you like being a target. And GMA says no to SF. Where does this end? And why movies like Extraction 2 are just wearing me out. We're going to talk about this and so much more today on the Corel Cast. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corel Cast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corel Cast. I am Corel and happy Monday to you. Uh, well, it was an absolutely fabulous weekend in America, if you like being a target, that is. Uh, and you got to wonder, I think there's a theme on today's show. It's like, where does this end exactly? How, uh, you know, how absurd, how theater of the bizarre does it get uh, before something is actually done? Or are we just going to throw up our hands and say, you know what, that's just the way it is. Uh, this is our country. And if you don't like it, get out or die. Uh, basically, that's that's where we're at. I'd like to take a second to wish any of the fathers out there a happy belated Father's Day. Yesterday was Father's Day. My father died 35 years ago. Uh, I was 25 when my dad died. So he's been just sort of a memory to me longer than he was really in my life. Uh, because, you know, when I turned 18, I left home. Uh, and he was still alive. But that's seven years. Uh, you know, we talked on the phone. We lived near each other. But, you know, I was out being me. I was out, you know, having a life. Uh, and normally you age, you know, in your 30s and 40s and become closer with your parents again because you become closer to their age. Uh, so I never had that uh, in terms of growing up and then becoming closer with my dad. We were friends before he died, great friends. He would call me, talk about news, you know, that sort of thing. He was very sick. He had Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. And I did not have the childhood that a lot of you had when it came to a father. My father, I don't want to say was absent. He wasn't. He was at home sick on disability for most of his life. My father stopped working when I was in high school or junior high school. Uh, so it was my mom that worked. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was Father's Day. If you were a pet parent, uh, I wrote something. I wish I had it in front of me. Uh, I do not have it in front of me. And I don't have any of my eye devices or I would read it to you, but it was a note from Ember to me, and you can read it at my social media, at Instagram. Just go to my Instagram account, which is really Corel, and if you love pets, there is a note that Ember, my prolific little writer of a girl that she is, uh, wrote for her dad uh, on Father's Day. It's a tearjerker. It really is a tearjerker. Uh, all right, so we have this weekend, you know, today is Juneteenth by the way, a celebration of the end of slavery and the like, uh, and a divisive holiday, not as divisive of pro as pride, obviously, uh, but a divisive holiday. Uh, and over the weekend, there was a Juneteenth celebration in Chicago where 23 people were shot and one was killed. 23 people shot in one place. That's that's almost like Las Vegas when, you know, the fish in a barrel sort of thing. 23 in one spot. You're there. You're having a great time. You're eating. You're dancing. You're drinking. Having a fun Juneteenth celebration. And the next thing, gunfire breaks out. And you're a statistic now, having been involved in a mass shooting. Uh, and one person died. In Washington State, to prove that idiots will go crazy at every kind of music festival, that, you know, they're not genre-specific. In other words... 
There was the country festival here in Las Vegas that had a shoot-up. But, you know, let's not be outdone. Let's have one at a dance music festival, an EDM festival, uh, which was canceled. The, today's appearances were canceled because, uh, and Sundays were canceled as well. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday event, as far as I know. Was it today? Maybe it stopped yesterday. Well, it doesn't matter. It stopped Saturday uh, because uh, Saturday night, someone shot randomly, randomly into the campground. Uh, where the people from the EDM festival were staying. Just shot right into the campground, killed two people. So, uh, you and then here in Las Vegas, someone in North Las Vegas was gunned down over the, over the weekend. Uh, there was gunfire on the Strip. And, you know, look, the Wild West kind of had its advantages. Some of the outfits were cute, particularly if you're a lesbian. There was lots of plaid, uh, you know, and some of the gunslingers were hot. You know, in their hats and, and their gun belts all slung across their waist, down low by their crotch and everything. I mean, the Wild West had its advantages. You could get laudanin. You know, laudanin was just liquid opium. You could just run to the drugstore and get laudanin. So the Wild West, you know, did have its advantages. Property values weren't what they are today. Uh, you know, if you were white, you could just show up at a piece of property and claim it as yours. Of course, you can still do that if you're white. Uh, you know, black people weren't even allowed to homestead. All these people that screamed, there was not systemic racism or white supremacy in America. There was so much of America that black people couldn't participate in. The Wild West being one of it, meaning they couldn't do any homesteading, all kinds of things. They, they couldn't, when the VA was started, they didn't even have benefits. It's, you know, anyway, that's a whole other topic. But so this was a great weekend to be in America if you like being a target. And, you know, people now in my life, uh, I was talking to Thea over the weekend, uh, uh, and even Steve to some degree. They don't read about it anymore. They said, look, I just can't. It just brings me down. It brings problems that are not my own to my doorstep. And so I just got to take my head out the news. I can't be reading the news because it's just too depressing. And there's nothing we can do about it. And I think, you know, I think about that. And, and one aspect I think about that is, you know, they're right. I should probably not pay attention to all these mass shootings and stuff because, after all, what, what can I do about them? I can't ban guns. I can't ban AR-15s. I can't stop people from actually wanting to pick up a gun uh, and just shoot into a random crowd, be it in Chicago or Washington State. So why even talking to you about it? Why? I mean, why? It appears that we are quite happy being fish in a barrel in the United States. The U.S. is one big barrel. We all just swim around in it, and someone just keeps shooting into the barrel and hitting us. Every single day. And so I think to myself, when I was wrestling about the show, I thought, do you even address this on the show? I mean, gun violence, I don't want to say it's so passe, but oh my God. I mean, in America, gun violence, reporting on gun violence is like reporting on sex in a whorehouse. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like we've become synonymous with gun violence. There, there's already travel warnings in other countries now not just because of being gay, that's, there's a travel warning out for that, but there's a travel warning out for guns in other countries. It says if you go to the United States, you have an increased risk of gun violence. And we just all seem okay with that. Now, we all just, we still send our kids to school knowing that they could be, you know, shot at any moment. We go to these large gatherings, dance festivals, Juneteenth celebrations, 
today, Monday, there's Juneteenth celebrations going on and people show up and, you know, gather en masse and, you know, they don't, I don't want to say they're oblivious, but they just sort of accept now that you could be at any event and get shot. I want you to think of the absurdity of that. I mean, it's nearly laughable. I, the, the notion that we now just accept that if we, oh, what are you doing? I'm going out in public. Oh, you could be shot. Yeah, but I'm still going. You know, the notion that we live with that in America, that we live with that. We're like, yeah, I know I could be shot at the grocery store, but I got to get groceries. We're having a great sale, and I'll be damned if I'm not going to get three avocados for a dollar. But you could be killed. Yeah, well, you know, you only live once. So we have this laissez-faire attitude now about gun violence. And it's just, it, that is one of the most absurd things of my life. You know, the, the gay thing is absurd to me, the trans thing, how you're, you know, these people are attacking people and, and bringing up these topics that affect so few Americans, and yet they spend so much time talking about it. Trans people are 1.6% of the population, less than 2%. But there was a quote from a president I think it was Eisenhower, but it might have been Truman, that said if you can make um, the lowest white man feel that he is better than the highest black man, then you can easily pick his pocket. And that's really what all this anti-trans violence and all of that is about. It's really just about getting their money for an election. But, you know, we are more upset about drag queens reading a book to kids than we are about mass shootings. And until a drag queen shows up at a music event and beats someone to death with a banned book, until that happens, I think we got our priorities all out of skew. You know, I don't. The, the president doesn't denounce the mass shootings anymore. He doesn't really make statements about it. I mean, that's all he'd be talking about. God save the queen. You'll probably get that inside joke there. I'm told Joe Biden ended a speech with God save the Queen. If he did, he was talking about me. He meant save me, okay? That's what he was talking about. I am the Queen. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now. You know, when I was a kid, I used to love the streets of San Francisco. Now, not because I was out working them, honey. I was just a kid. Uh, but because there was a show called The Streets of San Francisco with Carl Malden, uh, who had the most enormous nose in television. I'm seriously. And he was alive in the 80s. He must have done more cocaine than Christ. I mean, really, it would take an eight ball to fill one side of that man's nose. He, was, he had an enormous schnozzerini, uh, that Carl Malden. Uh, and then I believe Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas was in the show, a young Michael Douglas. And a young Michael Douglas was a cute Michael Douglas. Well, of course, he can't be all that unattractive and be old. He got him Catherine Zeta-Jones. So uh, he's doing something right, right? And he got mouth cancer from doing you-know-what to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loved it, babe, Michael. Uh, but the show used to be fabulous. The streets of San Francisco was like, it was a cop show. And, you know, they busted crime. Not like Christy Love. I'm going to bust you, baby. Uh, but it was a fun show, and I loved it, and it showcased San Francisco and 
between that and the rice a commercial with the guy from the Dr. Pepper commercial. I'm a pepper. Remember him? He did a rice a commercial, too. Um, rice a the San Francisco treat. Now the San Francisco treat appears to be fentanyl. Uh, and it, that doesn't rhyme. And the, it, you can't say fentanyl, the San Francisco treat. Oh, I guess you can. Uh, a lot of syllables in there, but you can make it work rhythmically. Fentanyl, the San Francisco treat. Uh, so, Good Morning America, GMA, uh, was going to film something, I guess, about San Francisco being a pit. Uh, and they said that on air, they said this. <laughs> they just, they clock San Francisco, honey. Uh, they said on air that we were going to film in San Francisco, but it was deemed too dangerous for our camera crew to film down in Union Square. Sweet baby Jesus. They said on national TV that it's just too dangerous to set up because they said that they'd have to go live at 4 a.m. our time, which is 7 a.m. Pacific, which means the camera crew would have to set up at 2 o'clock. And obviously, the camera crew had a watch. Because if you had a watch in Union Square, you would know that nighttime is no time to be there. Uh, so obviously, they had a watch. And they saw that it was nighttime, which means it is no time to be there. And they talked about San Francisco become a zombie city filled with just fentanyl addicts. And so London Breed, who I love her name. I just That's quite a name, London Breed. Uh, she's the mayor of San Francisco. Well, she took issue with GMA child. She's like... This does not help them. You are not being helpful, honey. That's a, she, I don't think she said honey, but she should have. Uh, she's like, you are not being helpful. This does not help the economic recovery of our city to say that it's too dangerous to film down in Union Square. Well, it was too dangerous to film in Union Square 10, 15 years ago when I was going to San Francisco for KGO. And I have not been to San Francisco in six years. And I have a feeling if I went now, I would agree with GMA and not want to go live uh, down there at 4 o'clock in the morning with lights and cameras and $30,000 worth of equipment. Because, honey, it sounds like these fentanyl hoes, you know, it sounds like they will steal white off rice, you know, just to get them another fix. So the mayor, she said, look. I know that the Westfield Center is being turned over to the bankers. I know that the Hilton has been turned over. See, she's blaming the pandemic, okay? She keeps blaming the pandemic and the changes in the way people work. And so she says, there's less foot traffic in San Francisco. There's less people down in Union Square because of the way we are working and commuting now. But just for the record, most major crime is either the same or below where it was, you know, pre-pandemic. Well, let me get this right, honey, because I've been known to be able to do a little bit of math. You're telling me that the crime rate has stayed pretty much the same there, and yet the amount of people that crimes can happen to has dramatically fallen. So if you look at that equation, dear mayor of San Francisco, then the crime rate has actually gone up. No, it hasn't. There's still just a, Yes, it has, because statistically, the, the number of people that are there has dropped dramatically. So if there's still the same amount of crime that there was when the place was filled with people, that means that a lot more of a lot less is being attacked. Are y'all following me? I hope you are. I know y'all get it because you're smart. There's less people in Union Square, 
both working, walking, shopping. And yet the same number of crimes are happening as when there was a ton of people in Union Square. 10% of 1,000 is 100. 10% of 100 is 10. Proportionally, they stay the same, but there were more people attacked when there was 1,000. You see what I'm saying? But, honey, it just ain't safe down there. So what, what, what is she going to do? She said, well, we're going to staff more policemen. <laughs> and what good is that going to do? Uh, number two, they're going to adjust taxes to incentivize businesses to come back and to keep the ones that are there there. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're going to clean the streets. What does that mean? She's going to put the fentanyl addicts to work with a toothbrush out there scrubbing the curb? Not once did I hear her say, we are going to get rid of every fentanyl addict and every homeless person in Union Square. Not once did I hear her say that. Having more cops on staff, so what? That, you know, they don't keep these people in jail that long. And they certainly, you know, so friggin' what? What are you going to do to, A, get the people off the drugs, and B, get them out of the area? There are more homeless people now. I'm, on, I'm told this, that there are more homeless people in Union Square than there are people down there visiting. It's, it is becoming the dawn of the dead down there. And it's happening in your city, too. It's happening here in Vegas. I'm seeing these zombies everywhere now, these drugged out zombies. They're everywhere. They're sleeping all over Desert Breeze Park. They're down on the, the strip is, oh, the Las Vegas strip. Here's a well little kept secret. The Las Vegas strip is icky to walk down now for two reasons. And I'm a big, or was a big pothead. First of all, the stench of marijuana is overwhelming on the strip now. I mean, I wouldn't like it to be tobacco or pot. You know, you can, I don't care if you smoke pot, but Jesus, God, it's overwhelming. And number two, I mean, you can get a contact high just driving down the street. And number two, crime from the homeless. The homeless are everywhere on the strip. They're everywhere. You know, the only losers that used to walk down the strip were the people who lost in the casino. Now, dear Lord, they're taking baths in the fountains, honey. Oh, I'm not making this up. Some of the fountains, they don't even put water in anymore because they have the homeless down there like pigeons just taking baths in the fountains. It is, it's a mess in every major city. And what's happening in San Francisco is going to spread to all major cities if we don't get these people off the street. Business ain't going to come back. Would you want to go to work in Union Square right now? Would you even take a job if you had to go down there? Uh-uh. And, ooh, child, I was looking at property values down there. If they are still selling those condos for a million dollars, so your neighbor could be a junkie. We used to call Union, places like Union Square the hood. Now they're calling it, well, it's a tourist area, not anymore. Unless you're there to see fentanyl addicts in the wild. Yes, I've come to observe the wildlife. Girl, you shouldn't make fun of them. They're sick. They're, dr- they're drug addicts. I was te- dependent on a drug and quit it. These people, unless you get rid of them... Like the plague that they are, house them, put them in a hospital, put them in jail, then you can be mad at DMA, honey, but come on.
If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K A R E L.com. And you people listening to me all over the world, I got it. It ain't just in San Francisco. You see it in your town. If you live in a small town, I bet you used to have one junkie. Now you got two. So you've risen 100%. You've lost just having Fred downtown sleeping on the courthouse stairs, you know, to having Fred and his friends. And if you live in a town with more than 10 or 15, 20,000 people in it, then you know what I'm talking about unless you're really rich. If you're really rich, you don't see that many. Although there's a homeless camp now in Beverly Hills. And I'm not making that up. It was in the L.A. Times. They done built them a homeless camp right next to Beverly Hills. I'm telling you right now, we are not dealing with this plague. It is spreading. It is destroying San Francisco. It's going to destroy every major city because we refuse. We at, Here in Nevada, we just gave $386 million to a stadium for billionaires and millionaire sports people. Millionaire players and billionaire owners, $386 million. We won't even give the homeless in Desert Park a cookie. We can't afford it. Talk to Help Nevada, the place that's supposed to help. You can't even get through on their phones. I left a message for them. It took them two weeks to call me back. And they said the best alternative for my friend Bowie over in the park was to go line up at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday morning, any Thursday, where they take applications for people that need housing and they don't have any emergent housing. It takes them weeks and weeks to get them in a house. What could $386 million of dollars done to help Nevada? It's in your city too. And ain't no one handling it now. We ain't handling the gun violence. Now you're just a target. Except they ain't shooting the homeless. Ain't that something? It's wacko. And I'm not saying they should. But I'm just saying, they're shooting people at dance festivals. They're shooting people at Juneteenth festivals. So if you go gather someplace where there aren't homeless, you get shot. And if you walk down a street, you have to deal with crazy people. Isn't America great? Isn't this a fabulous country? Rah, rah, America number one. We got cities like San Francisco turning into ghost cities and their mayor thinking that adding more cops is going to be the answer. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, no. Drug addicts don't care how many popo there are, honey. They just care about their fix. Businesses don't care how many cops there are unless they're lying in the streets. It's going to turn it into a military state. We have, we've got this laissez-faire attitude about it all nowadays. Oh, yeah, people are getting shot. Oh, yeah, San Francisco's falling into decay. Just, oh, yeah, we've become the oh, yeah, nation. Aren't we great? Meanwhile, in sports stadiums like here in uh, Allegiant Stadium right here over the weekend, there was a soccer match, and I guess the match was stopped because the fans, the Mexican fans, are yelling puto every time they go to make a goal against the American team. So the refs stopped the match. They said they've been told not to do this chant. It's homophobic. It means it's a derogatory, like calling them queer. It's a derogatory term, means gay hooker, basically. They have been told these fans time and time again to not do this chant, and yet they do it. So now they're just calling the games and saying, no, we ain't having you yell puto. And you know what? 
everyone's just all laissez-faire about that. FIFA has yet to tell the team, if your fans do this, see, they need to do what Anita Baker did. Anita Baker was getting hate from Babyface's fans on social media because he didn't appear on a couple of the shows that they're out doing. And she saw that hate that she was getting from Babyface fans. She took Babyface off the bill. She said, uh-uh, no. You can't control your fans. I'm not going to get the hate. You, you're not touring with me anymore. I am Anita Baker. Of course, I hear she's difficult. She was, uh, her and Luther Vandross did not get along. So I was going to talk about the movie um, that's number one on Netflix right now, uh, Extraction 2. Uh, I saw Extraction 1 with Chris Hemsworth. It didn't need a sequel, uh, but it got one, which is bigger, louder, and has even less character development if that was possible. I think if you took all the dialogue out of the movie, just the dialogue, you'd have five pages of script. And that movie, you know what? God bless Chris Hemsworth. He's got him. Now they've announced an Extraction 3. You know what? I am sick to death of movies where everyone's answer is a gun. There were more gunfights in Extraction 2 and Extraction 1. I mean, and the guy would have been dead like 6,342 times. But, you know, they're just gunfight after gunfight after gunfight after gunfight. And we wonder why shooting is an acceptable alternative in our society. If you go through the top 10 movies on Netflix, six of them have gun violence in them. Why can't Hollywood get the message that we need to move beyond guns? I mean, it is the easiest fucking thing in the world now to make a movie. You just throw a gun in someone's hand and say, oh, they killed his dog, and that's it. For the rest of the movie, for three hours, he kills people. Oh, well, it's fantasy. What happened to movies where not one motherfucker dropped dead of being shot by a gun in two hours? What happened to those movies? And they'd like to disguise these Marvel movies and these DC movies as alternatives. They still use weapons in those. And they still, you know, the superheroes even nowadays, there's all these weapons that the superheroes use. What happened to films that didn't have gun violence? You know, men, are you that lacking of testosterone that you have to sit around and lap the testosterone coming off the screen from these movies? I mean, really? I know there is not a whole bunch of women sitting and watching Extraction 2. Yeah, Chris looks good in it, but still, I know a bunch of, I, I can't imagine women watching this movie. It is loud, is obnoxious, and it's just filled with gun violence. Subsequently, it's getting a sequel. You know, and movies that maybe have a plot, maybe have a storyline, those movies with acting, you got to search for those. Yeah, I'd like a movie where the actors actually act and where no one shoots anybody. Oh, well, you're going to have to look for that. <laughs> yeah, you, you want a Disney film. You want a Dixie. Yeah, and those are that failing. Uh, there's a movie out, Elemental, uh, and it's a Pixar film, which normally dominates the box office. Nope. I guess no one gets shot. <laughs> Maybe if the cartoons had murdered each other, you know. I mean, is that who we are now? We accept violence out in public. We have cities with fentanyl zombies taking over. And all we can sit and watch is either violence or true crime. The, the biggest podcast in the world are true crime podca podcasts. True crime. Someone gets killed. 
someone tries to solve the crime. We are obsessed with crime and criminals. People who commit crime, the way they commit the crime, and the crimes themselves. We are obsessed. And on Netflix, true crime documentaries, that's you know, all there is. We are obsessed with watching how people died or watching them die. Maybe because we think that's our fate. I, I don't know. But if unless you like really loud, obnoxious action movies where 10,473 bullets are shot every minute, Extraction 2 is not for you. And there's just, you know, they try to have acting in it for like six seconds. Ugh. I am Corell. Be who you want to be. Salt and buddy. We'll be back on Wednesday. Starting next week, there'll be exclusive content ad-free for Patreon subscribers starting next Monday. So go and subscribe. Hey, it's Corell. Ember and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Corell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Corell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Corell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Corell. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so the love don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.